All right, we've got Allison Healy today from Dominican University. Allison is the first person on the show that didn't study abroad, and she's also, and she tells the reason why, actually, and it's a cautionary tale about love, so it's kind of an interesting take here. And she's going to tell you all about it, how it worked out for the best, and what she's up to now over at Dominican. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Allison. Okay, thank you. The three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick, they don't think it's safe, and the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost. We're here to dispel all that, find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey, and how you can too. I'm Chris Carlton, and this is the Study Abroadcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Study Abroadcast. This is Chris Carlton, your host, here with Allison Healy, who's the Interim Director of Study Abroad at Dominican University. Allison, thank you very much for being here. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So, great. yeah, uh, again, thank you for being here. So tell me a little bit about Dominican. Where is it? Um, it's in, it, in. Tell me about how you, I guess, ended up there, too. Sure. Okay. So Dominican University is a a Catholic liberal arts institution. It's a private um, institution, and we are right outside of Chicago in River Forest, Illinois. Uh, We recently became um, designated a Hispanic-serving institution. So we have a lot of um, students with that background, a lot of um, first-generation students um, going to college. And um, it's really, it's been great trying to help students like that navigate um, how to get abroad. I wasn't yeah. always, yeah, I wasn't always in the study abroad industry. I was a, um, a teacher myself. And then I um, started working in universities doing disability accommodations. And just by getting involved with a project for, for study abroad, I um I started helping a lot more with study abroad and um and yeah and now I'm the interim director. Wow. Yeah, you're off and running, huh? Yeah. What is it? So <laughs> so when you said classified as a Spanish serving, is that what is that what it is? Yeah, it's a Hispanic serving institution. What that means there's a um, an organization it's called HACU um and I can't think off of my, the top of my head exactly what it stands for, um, but it's it, it's a, it's an organization that um, designates specific campuses that have support services um, for students uh, with this particular background. Uh, uh, students who are of Hispanic descent, mm-hmm. but also that we have a certain amount of um, students that meet this this criteria. So a certain amount of our um, students in each uh, of our co- classes have Hispanic backgrounds, um, and many of them also um, come from low-income in- backgrounds as well. Right. Um, so we we kind of do wraparound services here for for any for anyone, um, not just the people that fall into those those uh, categories. But it helps us get this de- designation, and we um, we also get some additional funding as a result of getting that designation. Sure. Yeah. The, okay. So yeah, I've never heard of that before. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> if you if you've ever listened to the episode 
I I love firsts here, and I think mm-hmm. you're the you. Well, I'm not. I don't think I'm. Pos- you're the first person we've had on the show that didn't study abroad, and we were yeah. talking. We were talking a little bit before uh, the show about what you tell students and yeah. why you didn't. So. I guess, can you give us, like, how you talked about you were a teacher before, but tell us about, like, your life, like, where you went to school and your life leading up to this point now. Sure, I can definitely do that. So um, I went to Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa, which is similar to uh, Dominican in size and that it's also um, a Catholic liberal arts institution. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was there, I studied literature and creative writing, and I um, am Irish by heritage, so I had this um, this goal to study abroad in London. I'm sorry, <laughs> I had a long day in in Dublin. Dimin- uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah. Loris, Loris had a program in in Ireland, and a lot of students in my group in my um, class were going actually as a core cohort on this program, and I applied and was it was getting all set to go. But at the same time that that happened, I fell in love. And so I was too afraid. I was afraid that we, you know, if I went, then we, then the relationship wouldn't last. And I was 20 years old and I decided not to go. And I stayed in the long run. Um, I have like my best friends from staying that semester instead of going away. Um, and I ended up marrying that person and I got my daughter out of it, but we are no longer married. So oh. <laughs> I always tell students, you know, I'm so glad I had my situation because I have my daughter. Um, but you, if you have the opportunity to study abroad, you should go and you shouldn't let something hold you back. <laughs> Um, like love, because if it's if it's gonna last, it, it'll it'll last through that time you're apart. So <laughs> yeah, the um, experience, right? Yeah, yeah. but I, I use that all the time when anyone's like, oh, whenever they bring up their the personal relationships that they feel like are holding them back, I use that my uh, my personal story there. Right. <laughs> and okay, so so yeah, so that I mean, watch out. Like I mean, that's one of the, I I read a pot or I wrote a blog about that, and that's one of the reasons that students don't study abroad is because they're afraid of leaving their boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah. We hear that all the time, and and but then we also have students who who go abroad and they they stay together you know mm-hmm. but we have students who they go abroad and then they they break up and it was the best decision whenever i talk to people in their in their late teens and early 20s about relationships like this was a good relationship to have but you have so much growing to do and so much of the world to see before you're really you know the the fullest version of yourself you know right. so don't necessarily lock in at right. 20 yeah <laughs> okay so then so you didn't go and then I did not go. No, right, but, but and, you graduated. Yeah, I graduated. I, I got my master's and I began teaching, and I got um, my special ed endorsement, which is why I, I somehow ended up getting into universities and providing accommodations to students with some type of disability. Um, and as I said, it I started working on a project for study abroad, and that just kind of lent into me working here. I've been able to travel a lot on my own and even go on um, one of the short-term trips. This winter, I went to Rome with the students who went to Rome from Dominican. That was pretty awesome. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, that's my background. Okay. 
<laughs> but, uh, so wait, when you said you were teaching, how like what were you teaching and like what was the was it like kids or was it college yeah. or? I was teaching um, in high school uh-huh. um, uh, English, and then it, it was really students who had um, emotional challenges. They were in a uh, like a therapeutic setting. Okay. And so, and then that from there, I went into working in universities and supporting students with similar challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then now I'm doing study abroad. Great. It's very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> Um, but definitely education is the, is the underlying principle of everything. It sounds like with you. For me. Yeah. A lot of other people who get into this industry, um, you know, they have, they take coursework and they, um, they kind of prepare for like an international, um, role. Um, whereas I sort of, um, I kind of had a meandering career path that got me here and I'm learning more every day through like professional affiliations and things like that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you, you mentioned that um, at, at Dominican, it's a lot of first generation college students, Hispanic college students. Is there right. anything special that you guys do that gets more students into your door? Like, do you guys offer any certain scholarships or grants that are different than scholarships and grants that anyone can apply to like are there certain dominican university like incentives or anything like that sure so dominican we um i you know i don't work for our institutional advancement department but i do know that um we have we give a lot of institutional aid to students um Mm -hmm. just just to come to dominican um and another interesting thing that we do that may we might have been the, one of the first universities that done has done this is we um provide some institutional aid for students who might be have undocumented citizenship um, or ah. um, or our DACA students, and so th- being such a welcoming environment for students um, with 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 that um, profile has kind of um, I think helped us with becoming a Hispanic serving institution. You know um, that the Hispanic community knows a lot of. Or, you know, that's a, a lot of our undocumented or DACA students are come from the Hispanic community in um, the Chicago area. So um, we've kind of got that reputation as a as a welcoming place. Right. So um, that those some if the students are undocumented right now, we don't recommend that they travel. Or I'm sorry, if they have DACA status, we don't recommend that they travel just because of um, uh, the politic the political state of our own country so we don't we we provide opportunities to travel within the continental united states to every student but then um for other students who can travel who do have um american citizenship or documented citizenship from another country they can travel abroad um we have a scholarship that any student can apply to at Dominican. That is, um, once you're here and you've earned 45 credits, you can apply for, it's called um, Excellence in Experiential Learning, and students can apply for up to $2,000 for the cost of an experiential learning opportunity, like study abroad. Um, Mm -hmm. But they can also use it for something like an internship. Maybe they got an unpaid internship and and they, they need money so they can like right. apply for a stipend to pay themselves 
or they can um, use the funding for research or a creative project. So we encourage all of our students to apply to that. That's a Dominican scholarship. Sure. Um, and that makes it a little bit more affordable. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we do at Dominican to, to try to keep it affordable is for our short-term programs. Those are like winter term, spring term, or summer. Um, we don't charge students tuition. We only charge them the cost of running the program. So whatever is included in the program, which is usually, you know, your flight, housing, um, sometimes meals or excursions. So whatever it costs us to put on that program for them, that's what we charge. We don't charge tuition for the credits on top of that. We give oh, the wow. tuition. Yeah, we give the tuition as a gift. That's, um, yeah, that's so that's one gift. way. Right. <laughs> um, that's one way we try to keep it affordable, for sure. Yeah. And and then, so you referenced the, again, again, the Hispanic. Can you tell me, like, what percentage of students are Hispanic there? You know, um, I don't know offhand. Like I said, I don't, I don't work. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't curious. work in that department, um, but I'm sure if you'd like, I could get that info to you. Uh, but we do; it is a higher percentage. Um, okay. I'm trying. Yeah, uh, and then so now, but so you mentioned that you did get to do some trips, right? Like, or you did the you did Italy with was it a faculty led? Is that would that be right? Right. Or? It was a short term faculty led program that traveled. Um, we left New Year's Eve. Uh, and went to Rome for 10 days. And um, I got to go with as sort of the assistant director on the program. And the, the, t the study portion of the program was, um, a, it was all about art and art history. Um, we studied the Baroque and um, we also, we got to see some of the ancient Roman um, architecture and things like that too it was a really the students loved it it was it was so great to kind of watch how what happens over the course of the time that the group is there first everyone's a little awkward and then by the end they're all best buds hugging each other and so um yeah it was really great yeah and, and so it's so, yeah travel is such a big part of studying abroad and that those are the questions but can you so where i guess where did you guys stay when you were there? Like, what were the living arrangements, mm -hmm. I guess, for the students and you? Like, did you live with them? Yeah. Uh, and what, like, what was the curriculum? Can you kind of get into that a little? Sure. So for this program, uh, it's an art teacher who runs the program. His name is Jeffrey Cota de Luna, and he's um, he's actually the director of the art discipline here at Dominican, and he's been running this program for several years. Um, he... We stayed at a hotel all together. Yeah. Um, um, students were in, pair, in uh, shared rooms. Uh, adult participants or faculty um, had individual rooms. Uh, but we stayed at a hotel. It was really great. It was called Hotel Ac Academia. How mm -hmm. fitting. And it had this little, right, right when you walked outside, right to the right, there was this little restaurant called the News Cafe. You could go there and get yourself a little... Uh, cafe in in the afternoon uh or the morning um but what we did typically is um every morning we got up there was an itinerary and it was all walking it we, we walked maybe like five miles a day and it was all planned out by the professor he's spent um i think 
15, last 15 winters maybe oh, wow. <laughs> in Rome. Um, but he only, the, the program runs every two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he took us to um, several churches, museums, and we looked at the art and architecture, architecture from uh, the Baroque and Renaissance periods. Um, and it was really great. One of the, it was also, an, uh, some of the students are interested in the history of the Catholic Church. And so mm-hmm. we had those conversations and stuff too as we were going. Um, and we got to visit the Vatican, uh, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just the whole experience. Um, there's so, there's so where a museum all, and then yeah. what's that? Where all in Italy did you go when you were there? Really just Rome. There's so much of Rome to see. Okay. We we did go one day. We traveled to um to Pompeii. So we did a chartered bus to Pompeii um just to see the ruins and I recommend anyone go there. It is so cool how it's in such an amazing condition. Um and there's so much to see and you learn so much from the history and we um we had a really great tour guide who took us around and we had a great tour guide who took us around um uh the the roman forum and um the Colosseum when we were in rome as well like really great tour guides that jeffrey's um the professor has developed relationships with mm-hmm. so and then the rest of the time he was our tour guide um, and he, we'd see art, uh, I, you know, we'd go into a church and he'd explain to us why this was significant. And it was just, the students loved it. If you'd gone to Rome on your own, you would just look at look at the art maybe and say, wow, that's cool. But you'd have no idea necessarily who, who made this or who commissioned this or what the symbolism yeah. was. So it was really great to have an art professor um, explaining that, you know. And he also would... He he planned out where we were going to eat because um, he's a big foodie. He's, kind of, he's a chef on the side as well. So we had amazing food. Everything was just delicious. It was it was it was so fun. Yeah, um, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, was there anything that stuck out, or what were what were some of the dishes that you had? Or I think the the one that stuck out the most that people were some some students were afraid to try was oxtail. Um, that, but that's really a big Roman dish. Um, and so we had that. It was, it was so good. I highly recommend if you eat meat, go for it. Yeah. Um, so oxtail was really good. And then another one that we also went into the Jewish district, which I forget the name of the area um, right now, but there was um, like Jewish artichokes, sort of like a fried um, type thing. They were so good. They, those we had a lot of family style meals, and um, that that was that those uh, the bowls that had the artichokes in them were cleaned completely. Everyone loved those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then we just had a few dinners like that together as a group. Right. And then typically every day from like one o'clock on, after walking and seeing these things, we'd walk about five miles maybe one o'clock on students would be independent unless um unless we had like a structure come back together for dinner or something like that so it was great a lot of students went shopping yeah that's nice they get to kind of go off and explore on their own then right right they tried their own restaurants their own uh wine bars and things like that um and they came back to the hotel (laughs) at the end of the at the end of the night any uh any story like any stories specifically that stick out from there? I know you weren't there that long, but no. one of the, we were there for 
interestingly, as a as a director, we think about risk management. You know, yeah. how's everybody doing? Is everyone safe? We had a couple of funny things happen. Um, one of the participants got bit by a horse in the street because oh. <laughs> the streets in Rome are so um, kind of narrow, and people just walk right in the street. You kind of get. You stay on the sidewalk, but walk in the street back and forth, and the cars don't care. They just come driving through. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with a horse-drawn carriage. And so this, this woman that was with us, she walked just a little too close to the edge of the to the street on the sidewalk, and a horse, I guess, felt threatened by her and bit her in the arm. <laughs> it didn't break the skin or anything like that, but that was a joke the whole time about her getting bit. Yeah, um, that's weird. Like usually, like you you worry about the the hind the legs of the horse. No, the horse like kicking you. Like you don't want to get kicked by a horse. Oh yeah. But in this case, the horse bit you. Yeah. Uh, it's not you, but the we, person. Her, that's woman. Yeah, it was really funny because we were like constantly like, look out that car. You know, if you did step off the street. Yeah. We did not think that the injury would come from a horse, um, but so that was funny. Sure. And then we had a student who got uh, who got a lot of people. It happens a lot where you get if you're on a plane for a long time, people come down with a cold, and then sometimes it'll like spread around. And a so a couple people got colds, and one student. Um, who had asthma, we, we had to have a doctor come check him out and bring him to a, um, we, we learned all about the Italian hospital system. So that was a good experience as a director. <laughs> what what <laughs> um, is the Italian hospital? Is it bad or? No, it's actually good. They have public hospitals. Okay. Um, but as, as Americans, we sometimes think, oh, I should go to the emergency room right. because that's how our hospital system works. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out, so we go to this hospital that was on a list by our insurance and it turns out that they don't, they don't, you have to have an appointment. It would be two hours before anyone could see us. They, there's just no emergency services unless you- yeah, unless you went to this public hospital, but we didn't we didn't know where to go. Yeah. And so it was really helpful because now I'm like, all right, before we go, we need to figure out exactly what the hospital system is over yeah. there. Um and the student, he spoke Italian too, so that was um we actually I went with him and we had we had a fun day that day learning about the hospital system. And he he was okay. He just needed to make sure he got the right medicine in case he needed it. No, so. yeah, just, I mean, just overall trip that, like, it seems like a good idea to focus on art and go to Italy. It sounds like there was a lot there that, uh, what was the guy's name that does it again? It sounds like he's really on top of everything. Yeah, so it's uh, Professor Jeffrey Cota de Luna. Yeah. Runs the program. Um, and he, he loves Rome. He's also, he usually does winters in Rome and summers in Florence. Um, and so, and every other year, when he goes to Rome, he runs this faculty-led program. Right. And, um, and yeah, the students loved it. We had a lot of art history students who were just crying like the first time they saw a Caravaggio in, in person, just yeah. tears. It was beautiful. Um, and then we also had, it was really great because we also had students in, who were business um, students or um, science students. And they... What's great about Dominican, for all of our short-term programs, we make sure that they fulfill an area studies requirement. So this, by going to Rome, students fulfilled the fine arts requirement. 
um, that they need to take as part of their liber- liberal arts uh, core curriculum. Mm-hmm. And so we do that with all of our short-term programs. They all fulfill some type of requirement. So even if you aren't an art history student, you can go and, and learn and still earn something towards your degree by going. So it's not just sort of like a, yeah. a vacation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, any other future uh, faculty? Are you going to go on any other of these? Um, I'm not sure if I will. Um, yeah. We'll see if I get the opportunity. I, w- I would um, definitely take it. Just, um, But we've got a lot of stu- programs coming up this in on Friday. We have a group that's going to go to Ghana for oh, spring wow. break. Yes, and that that program fulfills our philosophy requirement requirement and a multicultural requirement. Mm-hmm. So students can check off two boxes by hey, going hey, there we Ghana. Go. Yeah, and then in the summer we have a program where students go to Cordoba, Spain. Okay, um, and that is a little longer. It's almost four weeks. Oh, and um, and it's but it's not just Cordoba. They also go to. Uh, Morocco for a few days um, so that's that that's one that they're really looking forward to next year we have a summer program students are going to China for 10 days and every winter we also do a service program where students go to Guatemala to provide service in the community yeah. those are some of our short-term programs sure no 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 yeah it's, I mean it sounds like there's an option for almost anyone how mm-hmm. uh, how many students do you know how many students go there off the top of your head so for short-term programs, every time we run, we usually have one for every break, at least one program, and it's usually about 10 students, sometimes larger. Uh-huh. Uh, the group that went to Rome, um, we did have a couple like, adults from the community, right. that, you know, recent graduates, things like that, go as well. And I think it was a group of 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little larger. So 10 to 20 roughly go on the faculty-led programs. Okay. Um, then we also have the semester programs students can do, um, and we, but we keep those short-term programs so that students can still travel and study abroad, even though they can't maybe can't get away for a whole semester. Right. Okay. Great. Uh, and then, so I guess just as far as the recommendation part of the podcast that I ask people is, uh, do you have any any book recommendations that you want to give? <laughs> Um, I don't have any book recommendations that, that connect to study abroad. Oh, no, 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 that's way. okay. They don't have to connect <laughs> to study abroad. Um, okay, well, I love I love anything dark. So the Gillian Flynn books, that everyone should read those if you like a little um, um, dark murder mystery, things like that. Yeah. Those are great. The Gillian no, Flynn books. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll keep you busy on a plane that's for sure right and then fi- finally like just you've kind of spoken to it so many different times throughout the interview but like if you've got a student in your office and they're not really sure if they should go or like because it's a and it's, it's, it's an investment but right. as far like if they're not sure one way or another like what would you tell them what's your advice well, i definitely I, I always tell students right talking about finances is a big piece of study abroad Mm because people sometimes think it it might be more out of reach than it actually is so I talk about the um, scholarships that are available Um, there's federal scholarships there's public like the Gilman scholarship award students apply to that if they receive the Pell Grant yeah there's a public scholarship the fund for education abroad yeah Um, and then some of the 
affiliates we work with for semesters offer their own scholarships as well. So we talk about scholarships, we talk about, you know, financing and things like that. But once you get through that, it's like, should I do it or should I not? Um, my answer is always yes. You know, once you figure out if you, if you can, yes. Especially at Dominican, we make sure that you're going to check boxes off. You're going to fulfill um, requirements for graduation by going. Right. Um, so it's kind of more bang for your buck. You get the experience, the credits, but also the credits count specifically for, right. for your goal. But also just it's so important to get out of what you, what you know. It's so important to try something new and have that fish out of water experience um, while you're young because everything you do in life from the moment you, you graduate is – a fish out of water experience where um, you're looking for a job, um, navigating social situations in your 20s and 30s and things like that. So I think going to another country and 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 seeing how things are so different, it's a great big world out there, it really shapes you. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, uh, yeah, I encourage everyone to do it. I, I always find out what, what are your interests and how, do, how would this fit in or how would this even – there's a whole – there's a lot to, to read out there about how that study abroad can um, help you with um, career goals, with how you sell yourself and your resume and things like that. People um, – employers are looking for somebody that is willing to step outside of what their comfort zone. So um, there's ways to use that as leverage when you're looking for a job too. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, mm -hmm. That yeah, that's uh, that's all I have. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, no. no? Uh, I think if anyone ends up coming to to Dominican, um, come find me, and we can yeah. talk about what might be a good experience for you uh, while you're here. Oh. And our short-term programs that we do lead, those are open to non-Dominican students too. So if somebody from oh, another university wanted to go on that trip to Rome, they definitely could apply and join. Okay. And they just do it like it's – I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. they can go to our website to see which programs we're offering. So that's um, dom.edu slash studyabroad. Mm -hmm. And um, and there, any of the short-term programs are open to you know, um participants from other universities or um, members of the community too. Right. Um, so yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, Allison Healy, everyone, thank you very much for doing this. Guys, leave me an honest review of the show per usual. Uh, connect on social media, tons of new content on the site all the time. Allison, thanks again. We'll do it again soon. Of course. All right. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It crafts my journey and exactly what I did. Also, you, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. All right, thanks a lot.